Welcome to Let's Talk Ed. I'm Chris Ford, and I'm joined as always by Dr. Zahi Atala. Zahi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. End of the year. It's all good. Yes. So uh, we had a really great discussion last week, and I think we've got a really interesting series this week, and we're we're going to kind of continue with that idea of enrollment in some ways. Uh, and, and we're going to start off with this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about um, non-traditional students and something that a lot of colleges are starting to do uh, that can potentially help non-traditional students and traditional students, frankly, and, and that is adjusting the length of the term. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, for example, in the community, uh, in the technical colleges here in Wisconsin, a couple of years ago, there was a big push to move toward eight-week uh, semesters, and they and they made a big brouhaha about it. Uh, but we know from our own experiences that we have better retention and better success in the summer or in the winter, and that are far shorter than your typical semester. And the experience of Cornell College in your neck of the woods in, in uh, northeastern Iowa, uh, they have done it. It's what is it, three and a half or four week uh, terms, uh, just one after the other, uh, very effectively for, I want to say, maybe 50 years now. So there is evidence to that uh, shorter uh, semester uh, out there. But does it fit in the helping curb that enrollment cliff that we have based on the traditional age students is the question that you and I, I think we're going to be delving into today. Yeah, so one of the things that we talked about last week is the idea that, you know, we're getting ready to start spring semester all over the country right now. Uh, students are coming back and there's a... a typically a narrow window that you have to enroll in classes uh, once the semester starts. And if you don't hit that window, uh, you know, you're told, come back in 16 weeks, uh, come back in four months, and we'll, we'll put you in a class at that point. And uh, is that the best way to go? Probably not. It's, it's hard to you know, have somebody that's motivated to start class and, and tell them, come back in four months. Best case scenario for is four months, right? Because if we're not offering, if we're offering classes in our, in, you know, in, in our catalog, we offer certain classes only in the fall or the spring, it could be a year, it could be two years, or not even an odd years. So uh, yeah, I, I totally, totally see how it can turn off somebody who's eager to learn. Yeah, you know, obviously, if you are are taking the material. Uh, you know, when we talk about, you know, taking a 16-week traditional class, and now we're going to offer that in eight weeks, you're really kind of heavily concentrating that uh, in, in that time period. Uh, so there might be critics that would say, well, now it's it's like drinking through a fire hose. Uh, but as you said, there are places they've done that, and they've done it successfully. Yes. So the, the idea, I, I, and, and I may have it uh, wrong, for example, at Cornell College, not to be confused with Cornell University in New York State, uh, they, the student takes one or two courses within that time frame of three and a half or four weeks. 
but across the whole length of the original term, they would have accomplished the same number of credits. So the drinking from a fire hose, I would counter with the idea of, you know, we've seen success in those bridge programs. For example, the eat, drink, sleep math that within a few weeks turns individuals who who are not necessarily the most performing in, in math into really good students has proven its efficacy, kind of a boot camp approach. So I think we can naysay everything because it's not what we're used to. But it's the question that we posed the other day, which is what are we doing to support them? How are we changing to support those students? Well, and I think the other thing, you know, as I was thinking about this a little bit, you know, it, it's kind of a, a real world thing where you get out into the workforce and, um, you know, you are going to have assignments and deadlines and all of that in your jobs. And they're going to be what they're going to be. It's not going to be, you know, you have three months to write this paper uh, and you might have that in a 16-week style class, you know, where, where now you get into an eight-week class or even a shorter class, depending on, you know, how things are set up. Yes, those deadlines are going to come quickly. You're going to have to probably work a little bit harder. Uh, but to some extent, I think that matches what you're going to see out in the real world. Yes. And speaking of the real world, life comes in the way the longer that time is, right? You know, family obligations, work obligations. Whereas in a shorter amount of time, you might be able to focus and, and just get it out of the way, get it done and out of the way. Whereas in a longer period of time, it could be more problematic. Uh, so I, I'm wondering from a, from a marketing and communications perspective, does it change the way you operate? Does it change the way you present uh, certain elements to learners? I mean, I think if you have the opportunity, especially with a, a non-traditional student that, you know, may not be able to uh, take two, three, four years to get a degree, where if now you can say, you know, you can take, you know, a more concentrated approach and get this done in a shorter amount of time because they can't necessarily completely put their life on hold to go back to college. Uh, there are still bills to pay, there are families to raise, um, you know, probably a job that, that they're trying to move into. And they need to do that as efficiently as they can. On the academic side of the house, I think taking this into consideration should should look like pacing the students and focusing on what's essential for them to learn rather than the busy work, which is very common, right? We, we tend uh, very often to keep the students uh, busy because it's 16 weeks. And I, I always ask myself the question of... Uh, you know, like, uh, why do we have those multiple assignments of 3,000, 6,000 word uh, essays? Uh, what does it help us achieve, right? Is this right. the focus that uh, 
that that we need and and is that is that something that we have done in order to pad that time to get them x number of weeks as opposed to focusing on what they really need and be able to make it succinct now we're also sorry to put it like that but we're also plagued by the fact that we're still being funded on credit hours we're still funded on on that formula as opposed to a different type of formula and we can be talking about that in, in later episodes but so so currently we are based on a credit and the credit is based on a term therefore it's number of hours and what have you uh but with that said doesn't it require us to rethink the way we've done things on the academic side of the house absolutely and i think you know there's probably maybe some concern that well if we take this from 16 weeks to eight weeks we're going to have to cut stuff out uh but that's that's not necessarily the case you're concentrating it more um you know so yes maybe some of that busy work does go away but you're still you know it's not like we're gonna cut in half what you're learning uh we're still going to give you all of that you know material just in a shorter amount of time right the number of minutes is still the same whether it's four weeks six weeks 10 weeks 18 weeks the number of minutes of instruction that contact student contact time is identical right it's just how we can shrink it uh, into a period of time where life is less likely to come in the way yeah and, and that's it you know we're trying to make sure that you know students can get what they need uh when they need it uh and how they want to get it so we've been talking about length of a term uh 16 weeks eight weeks four weeks whatever uh we're going to talk about some other things uh over the next couple of episodes uh in a similar vein and we're, we may make some people mad over the next couple of episodes too but that's okay uh we're just a couple of guys we like talking about higher education uh if you enjoy let's talk ed be sure and subscribe ring the bell here on youtube so you get notifications when we post new content and of course you can listen to us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well so for dr zahi atala i'm chris ford we'll see you next time right here on let's talk ed